Good morning, gorgeous. How are you doing this morning? I hope you're doing absolutely wonderful. I'm Dr. Daff, and you're listening to The Dr. Daff Show. We are continuing our series, Fiercely Feminine, and this will be the final part to this series. We will continue later on and, you know, talk about some more uplifting, lighter issues. But for now, this will be it. And we're talking today about morning life changes, the transitionings that happen in life and how you, my love, can step into change, even when the change is painful, to be able to truly live as the beautiful feminine woman that God has called you to be. They say that two things guaranteed in life are death and taxes. <laughs> but I will add one more, and that is change. From the moment you are born, you are in a constant state of change. You are actually changing this very moment as you're listening to this. You're growing older, your skin is changing, your hair is changing second by second. And change can be one of the most painful things for a person to accept, depending on what's going on in their life. But learning how to manage change will set you free from being a prisoner to the things that life throws our way. And as a feminine woman, some of the main characteristics of being beautiful, feminine, and joyful is that having inner joy, having peace, having flexibility, being able to adjust to impromptu changes, things not going as planned with ease. That's part of being a beautiful feminine woman. But what happens when there are bigger life changes, things that you never expected, you were never prepared for? How do you cope with those? So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to discuss some of the common changes that us as feminine women experience in life and how you, my love, can brace yourself and experience change in a way that will make your life more beautiful. It's not about running away from it. It's actually about running right through it. You're not in this alone. We're all experiencing changes in our lives in one way or another. And we're all designed so differently by God. And so how we feel about the change is different depending on who you talk to. But most changes are rooted in fear, fearing the unknown and fearing that you won't be able to handle it. So we're going to walk through this together. I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something warm and cozy to drink, and let's talk about this. Some examples of changes that you may experience are changes that happen with moving. Maybe you're moving to college as a teenager and you're living on your own, or you're moving from another country to get a better life. Or maybe you're moving because you are downsizing or your house was foreclosed and you have to move. You're living less than you know you ever wanted to live, but that's a circumstance that you're in. Maybe your husband got a job in a different state and you had to just kind of up and move. That's a major change. There are also relational changes like 
losing a friend to drama or to something that you know had to do with betrayal or just feeling like that friendship was no longer serving you and no longer edifying and uplifting you in your life so you had to break away from this person and they could have been your best friend and you never saw your life without them but the change had to happen there are changes that come with breakups right if you and your boyfriend broke up or you and your husband got a divorce these are serious relational changes that shift your entire life there are also relational changes that kind of flip on the more positive side i guess in terms of like getting married okay that is a huge life shift a huge life change everything about your life changes once you get married along with motherhood becoming a new mother or becoming a mother for the second time for the third time and some people think it's just the first child that changes you as you step into motherhood and yes it's a new role but every single pregnancy whether the pregnancy was fulfilled or not like that changes you each time so motherhood in general is a significant change with each pregnancy there are also changes that come with being diagnosed with something if your doctor diagnosed you with a disease something that maybe was dormant you didn't know about or something that came up as a result of your choices with lifestyle or maybe something that was inherited and you were always afraid that this could be what it is this is a serious change it's a change in the way you see yourself and the way that you see your future maybe you had a change in lifestyle so you're transitioning from being a CEO or just being a person in the workforce to now being a woman who is a homemaker who stays at home and takes care of your husband and your children in your home. This is a significant change in your identity and in who you now see yourself as. There are changes that come with time, with aging, with growing older and seeing yourself look different in the mirror, seeing people maybe not giving you as much attention or you not looking the same in your clothes or you having to change the way that you dress because you feel like it no longer suits you, but you can't figure out what to now wear to express yourself the way that you want to. There are changes where you're changing positions in your job, changing fields, you know, maybe going back to school at a certain age where you now feel uncomfortable and having to learn a completely different skill. Maybe you had a change that has to do with your health, but it's more mental health related. You get a mental health diagnosis because of something you experienced or a physical change like a handicap that has happened to you because of an accident or because of something that happened and now you physically are different. Maybe you had a change because you had a loss in your life, a death of a loved one, a death of a child. You know, these are intense serious changes that shift your life and shift the way that you see yourself and sometimes there's a change in terms of losing something we never felt like we really had so maybe you had a certain dream and you were on your way to achieving that dream and then something happened and now you can no longer be a ballerina or a figure skater or do beauty pageants or you can no longer have children you know something that you thought was in your reach and now was taken away from you, like a miscarriage. These are serious, serious changes that can happen in your mind and then translate to your life. 
And then there are other changes where it's like something that used to be no longer is in terms of celebrations. For example, if your family used to get together a lot and maybe everyone moved away or maybe because of COVID, you cannot meet anymore for Thanksgiving or people kind of figured out their own thing. Like they're like, you know what? I actually kind of like the smaller gatherings. We're not going to come over for Christmas. And so you're having to deal with the change of everyone doing their own thing or the change of family not getting together like they used to. These are all significant changes in your life and they happen every moment. Every moment they're happening to someone. So how do we move past feeling stuck in the changes? How do we deal with the fear that comes with the changes? How do we stop ourselves from getting stuck in a place where we cannot get ourselves out of? I want to mention that with changes, there are some factors that can make change a bit more painful, a bit more challenging. And so if you fall into some of these categories, this may be something to pay attention to and maybe try to see ways that you can work around this aspect of yourself so that change can be a little bit more bearable. For example, if you have ever had any trauma attached to change in the past, this makes even the smallest change more stressful. So perhaps you were a foster child and you had the intense trauma of one day coming home from school and a stranger taking you in their car and saying, I'm taking you to this facility, you're not going back home. And then not knowing what's going to happen, having your siblings being removed from you and then ending up in a random person's house or ending up in a group home with other girls and just feeling like your entire life has been ripped out of your hands. This trauma can then make other changes a lot more stressful for you because you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if something is going to randomly just come up in your life and that anxiety can make smaller changes more stressful. So if you've had any trauma attached in the area of change, that is something I would highly recommend you trying to get help with working through. And this also ties right into dealing with like a trauma of an immediate death. You know, someone that you're related to just with no warning dying. You know, it's different when someone is sick or when you know that something is happening versus a shocking, traumatic, immediate death. That trauma with that significant change can change you as a person if you're not able to manage that. It's also difficult to deal with pain if you have a rigid personality. If you're the kind of person that really struggles with releasing control, then change can be extremely difficult for you because your personality really doesn't allow for that. So this is something to be mindful of. Also, if there's something else that is happening with you cognitively or in terms of being identified as someone who maybe has autism, this is a characteristic of having autism is struggling with changes and struggling with 
not having a lot of structure, right? So if you are someone who is aware that you have autism, then just understanding that change is something that you will need a lot of time to prepare for. You may need some assistance in working through and knowing that that's okay. Something else that's so important for me to mention about change is being able to have a safe space and safe people to talk to because there are some changes that other people may see as positive and you see as negative or painful. On the outside, it looks pretty. It looks like, who wouldn't want this? You just got a beautiful engagement ring. You have a man who loves you so much. You're getting married. Or you're just beautiful. Your life is so perfect. And now you're pregnant. Like, you should be so happy when inside you are struggling. Maybe your mother passed away and you're not able to experience that pregnancy the way that you always imagined you would and so yes on the outside it looks like a great thing but on the inside you're having a hard time with this pregnancy there may be other issues that people do not realize are there and so this positive change for you doesn't feel positive doesn't feel the same and having safe people to talk to about that with that will not judge you is important Because unfortunately, that can cause you to feel guilt about not being happy with the change, right? And that guilt ends up festering up and having you suppress your true feelings, which is so harmful to you. So if you have a therapist, then that's a beautiful way to be able to express these things, someone who's not going to judge you and who can help you work through these things. And of course, God because God is the one that you bring everything to and he is the one who can help you actually dispel those thoughts and feelings and allow you to have the peace that only he can give. I'm in the middle of reading a beautiful book about change and it's by Dr. Henry Cloud. It's called Changes That Heal. And it talks about how with some people, because of their childhood, and we have an entire video about childhood and mourning your childhood. So if you have not watched that, I recommend that you watch that video. But in his book, he talks about how when you miss certain aspects of your childhood, like bonding with your parent, maybe having abandonment wounds or rejection wounds, you hide those parts of you, like those parts of you go into hiding. And unfortunately, these changes or triggers can allow those parts of you that have been in hiding all of these years to surface. And that's when we experience so much pain and depression and lots of different mental health issues. So those of you who have parts of you that are in hiding are going to struggle more with change because it is a trigger for those things to leap out of you unexpectedly. And of course, those of you ladies who are battling with substance abuse issues already, with drugs, with alcohol, with other types of ways of hiding the pain, like traveling a whole lot, shopping a whole lot, gossiping a whole lot, and just being in other people's lives because you don't want to be in your own life. For those of you who struggle with this, change does bring about these things in a more intense way. That is not the avenue to go. There are ways that are healthy and helpful that you can address change head on, even in the most painful of cases, and heal. And this is a place of healing. God is the one who heals you. Through the love of Jesus Christ, he heals you. The Lord is aware of your pain. 
He knows it's there. He knows what you need and he is wanting to give it to you now. If you are willing to open up your arms, open up your heart, open up your mind to the love of Christ, let Jesus show you why he's God, why he's the one that you go to for everything. Let him show you who he is and how he is a mender of broken hearts. You know, he is the one who binds up every single broken heart and restores you to the woman that he called you to be, restores you in a way where you can't even believe that you made it through what you went through. He will be by your side if you let him in. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Lord has made everything beautiful in its time. And there is a time and a season for every single thing in life. Our seasons that God gave us, fall, winter, spring, and summer, are a reminder that these things do change in time. And no matter what change you are experiencing, because of the beauty of time that God put us in, because God does not operate in time, we do. He gave us time so that we can have a stretch to look back on and say, okay, well, this happened 10 years ago. And to know that there has been some distance from the pain for us to be able to have markers of how we're going to move forward and anniversaries and things that remind us that we're constantly moving forward. Ladies, before we continue, I want to share my fragrance line with you, Fine Forever. Fine Forever is a fragrance line with a promise. It is a blessed luxury fragrance line that promotes the promises of God. Each fragrance is tied to a biblical scripture to remind you that with God, you will be fine forever. We launched our first fragrance, 2911, after the scripture, Jeremiah 29:11, which talks about the plans God has for your life. This fragrance is rich, deep, mysterious, and feminine. It will surely turn heads and become a signature scent for you. We also have our Faith Collection, which introduces two beautiful fragrances that are unique and memorable. 
Silent Storm, and Mustard Seed. Mustard Seed is a fresh, delicate, and bright aquatic floral fragrance, and it's reminiscent of a warm beach on a tropical sea. Silent Storm is a decadent gourmand fragrance that portrays youthful femininity. Silent Storm is rich, smooth, and refined. Visit the website www.fineforever.com. You can use the code Dr. Daff for 20% off of your fragrance. Thank you so much for your love, your kindness, and your support. Now, back to our episode. There is so much beauty in understanding the different seasons in your life and the different ways that God can help you through the changes that will come. I am going to talk about some ways that you can help yourself through different changes. The first and most important step is accepting. Accepting that these changes are real and this is what it looks like for you now. This is a gift that you give yourself is accepting it and not being in denial of what now is. Take a deep look into your life and into what has now happened and mourn it. It's not helpful to stay in the past. It's not helpful to complain about what used to be, but what is helpful is to mourn it and decide what it now means for you. When I worked, In the corporate world, there were changes that would come up with like software or just different ways of doing things. And the people who were veterans who had worked there for a very long time were always so stressed with every single change, every single new software, every single new process. And when I say stressed, I mean it would keep them up at night. They would have to take anxiety medication just because of the changes that were being asked of them at work because they felt like they were too old to be able to learn new things. So it doesn't matter how minute or how significant the change may be. For some people, it is necessary for you to figure out what the change now means for you. And for a lot of those people, they ended up deciding to retire early because they knew that they were not going to be able to keep up. So whatever it means for you, that's your personal choice. But thinking through the reality of the situation and making the choice that is the best for you, even if it's the choice you never thought you would have to make, is important. And give yourself time, my love. Give yourself grace. Allow yourself to mourn for as long as you need to, as long as that's necessary. Allow yourself to have the time that you need to process what has happened. Allow yourself to talk through it with a therapist, with a friend, to journal, to spend time with yourself. Know the things that trigger, the things that trigger these feelings. Know what you need and seek those things out. Trust the Lord to heal you because that is his promise that he heals the brokenhearted. And something important to know about healing, especially for those of you ladies who may have suffered the loss of a child through maybe a miscarriage or a child dying early, dying young, something that is important to know that I think 
is special from people who have had very intense heavenly encounters, who experienced the Lord in a very real way in terms of like having conversations with God. Those children are in heaven. Those children are still alive in heaven because when you are an adult and you're able to give your life to Christ, you receive eternal life, meaning your spirit never dies. Even though your body is gone from this planet, your spirit continues to live in heaven with God. So for the children who never made it here, the children who made it but didn't survive long in this earth, they're still here. They're still alive. You will see that child. That child is doing wonderful in heaven. And I pray that that is healing and helpful to remember and to know. It's also necessary for you to know what God says about whatever it is that you're going through. The Bible is your book of life to have every single thing that a person can experience in that book because God knew what we needed. And so whatever life change you're going through right now or you went through Find out what God has to say about it. Find out what the Lord says about that particular thing and what he says about how he will help you with it. Because that is where your hope comes from. Your hope comes from the Lord. He is the one that's going to guide you through and help you through it. So you can do this by just doing a quick Google search. You can just Google whatever situation you're dealing with and Google Bible scripture for whatever it is, for depression, for anxiety, for loss of a job, for hope. You know, you may not know exactly what it is that you need, but if you Google it, something will come up to help you and lead you to the scripture. And of course, pray about it. Pray for the Lord to lead you to the scripture that you need and meditate on that scripture. What I would do is I would just write the scripture on a flashcard and I would read that scripture each and every day until I ingest it, until it becomes part of my body. Because they can just be words to you if you read it and you don't get a revelation, get an understanding for what it actually means. So having it on repeat, meditating on it, because that's exactly what meditation is. When the Bible talks about meditation, before um, it got screwed up, into lots of other stuff, which is not what meditation actually means. In the worldly form of medication, you're emptying your mind, right? You're sitting down, crossing your legs and releasing all of your thoughts and emptying your mind to like have nothing. But that is not meditation. And that's definitely not biblical meditation. When you meditate on the word of God, you're actually allowing things to come in. You are focusing on the word of God and you are taking that word in. So when you meditate on the scripture, you're reading it, you're imagining it, you're picturing yourself in that situation, you're believing God for it, you're in faith, you are praying with that scripture. So if the scripture says that the Lord says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. When you meditate on it and as you pray, you'll say, Lord, you said 
You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. You said that. These are your words, and I know you cannot lie. I know your word is true. This is what you said. So why do I feel like you've left me? I know that it can't be true because your word says you will never leave me. But I feel lonely. I feel like you don't love me. I feel left. Show me what you mean by this. Let this word come to life for me. That is meditating on a scripture. That is real meditation. That's what it looks like. That private, intimate conversation with God, leaning on his promises. That is what you can do to help you with each unique situation, each unique change to start believing the word of God. I have a few scriptures that I think can hopefully help you with whatever it is that you're going through that you may want to just jot down the scripture and then you can come to it another time. But I hope that these scriptures will help you to know the Lord's peace and his promise for you. This one is from Isaiah 26, 3, and it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. Isaiah 26, 3. Jeremiah thirty seventeen says, for I will restore health to you and heal you of all your wounds, says the Lord. Jeremiah thirty seventeen. Psalms 46, 1 God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Psalms 46, 1 Job 8.21 He will fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with a shout of joy. Job 8.21 So those are some scriptures that can hopefully help you with whatever it is that you're walking through right now with God and strengthen you. You can lean on those scriptures. You can ask God to show himself to you in those scriptures. And I pray that you see something wonderful through it. Another way that you can thrive in the changes in your life is to think about what can be done despite the change that you're experiencing. And I talked about this a little bit before, but this is just about you thinking outside of what's happening, which is so hard sometimes. And a lot of times you may need someone else to kind of mention some of these things to just get your faith built up. But after some time has passed, and the weight of the reality has settled in, thinking about things that you can do to try to get yourself in a better place. Things like maybe volunteering in whatever it is that you are dealing with, um, prayer, of course, and fasting for change, whatever it is that you're dealing with. Perhaps you may think about doing something like adoption you know, adopting a child or fostering a child. There are so many 
precious, beautiful, wonderful children who are in need of love, who are in need of a home with caring parents to love on them and just heal them from what their biological parents have done to them. And you can be that for that person, especially if you're not doing it just for a paycheck and you genuinely love and want to be someone's hope, then fostering is necessary right now, especially here in America. There is a desperate need for parents because so many people are having children that they cannot take care of because they're addicted to drugs, alcohol, or they just have so much pain and trauma that they are hurting their children. So if this is something that God has ever put on your heart, that God has talked to you about, that you've been seeing signs from God that he wants you to start looking into, then this is your sign. Go ahead and walk right in there because there's someone who needs you right now. But in any situation, in any situation, moving to a new place, you know, you may want to um, think about what parts of this can I control? What parts of this change can I control? I may not be able to control the fact that my husband has moved us to Idaho and I'm used to living in Beverly Hills. So, wow, what a shift. What am I going to do here? Yeah, you can't control that change, but you can control what you do in that. So maybe you moved to a smaller house that you never thought you would have to live in. Maybe you went from a mansion to a condo and now you're feeling depressed. Well, you can think about how you're going to decorate it and decorate it in a way that you've always wanted to decorate it, but maybe you couldn't do it in such a big house. Find ways to make friends in a different way. Find an online community that you are interested in. Maybe it's not friends that you'll see and have lunch with, but they're friends in an area that you love talking about. If you love nails or you love animals, finding a community online that supports that can help you to feel seen and loved. And from that, you can build and maybe there's a person in that community who lives in Idaho and you can meet up with that person. But trying to figure out what parts of this change can I control and tap into that. Churches are always great ways if, for those of you who've moved, whether you moved because you went to college or you moved for whatever reason, finding a church, because it's already something you have in common, finding a church is a beautiful way to meet people who are genuinely, probably, hopefully, I say hopefully and I mean hopefully, are going to be kind, loving people that you can have in your life. But try to stay away from doing things like taking things into your own hands. I have seen this happen so much. And I've, I've even had people reach out to me, you know, people who, I mean, they're asking because they truly wanted my guidance. It's not like I'm in any way looking down on them. But there have been some people who have even used means like witchcraft to try to control situations that were out of their control. So, you know, be very careful about that. Be very careful about taking things into your own hands, forcing things. I think there was a person who I think had like um, a child who they were taking care of. And then that child ended up having to go back to their biological parents. But she wanted that child back and she wanted to know if it was okay to do witchcraft and get that child back, you know, through in a, in a spiritual way. Right. And. Of course, absolutely not. Witchcraft is evil and it's 
it's awful. It's horrible for you, for the person, and God detests witchcraft. It is literally you hurting yourself. And God is the one that's in control. God is the one who you go to for everything. And he can fill up spaces in your heart that you thought could never be filled up. You may miss your ex-boyfriend so much that you want to go get surgery so that you look like what you think he wants or the girl that he cheated on you with or whatever. You may want this man so bad, but he's married and you're having sex with him, but you know, you know that you have no business doing that. These things where you're forcing the situation, you're forcing yourself upon a person, you're forcing something that is not trying to make it be what you want, that hurts you. So be careful about forcing control and adapt, adapt to the change in a healthy way that shows that you love yourself, okay? And find ways to prepare yourself for the change. There are some changes that, like we talked about, maybe the holidays coming up and it bringing out a lot of uncomfortable feelings, things that maybe when you're already in a situation, you can kind of expect that this could happen. Try to prepare yourself for that change. You know, try to read about things that's so powerful. We are so blessed to live in the generation where there's so much information about anything that you want to know. We're not living maybe 50 years ago where if you didn't have the knowledge from someone or a book, then you were screwed. Now you can figure out everything. So if there's a change that you didn't expect in your life, God forbid if you're dealing with an illness or something that you just weren't prepared for, read all you can about it. Watch every video. Do as much as you can to be prepared for that change. If you're afraid of getting older, if you're afraid of your skin aging or sagging or changing, read all you can about skincare, about eating cleaner, about maybe some things that you can do topically for your skin, like some treatments you can do, some facials that really address the issues you're dealing with. Do your research. Instead of being so stuck in the problem, go online, read some books, and do all you can. Learn everything about what you're dealing with instead of avoiding it. God forbid if they told you that your child has autism or your child has a learning disability, and here you are thinking that your child was going to be a neurosurgeon and they tell you your child can never learn first of all that's not true <laughs> the power of god can change any and every situation i don't care what the doctor said or the teacher said that is the truth for you know this world but that's not the truth that's not the actual truth the truth is god can change everything god can change anything the truth is nothing is too hard for the lord the truth is with god all things are possible all things are possible. That's the truth. So first of all, don't get stuck in that. But secondly, find out, okay, well, they said my child has to have an IEP. They have to go to special classes. Let me find out all I can about this. What is the process? What do I need to fight for? What do I need to think about? Instead of just sulking in that or going from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor, which, you know, obviously you should. You should get a lot of opinions until you feel comfortable but once it has been established instead of fighting them 
figure out what you need to do now. Because as all of those things are happening, your child is still suffering. Your child is falling behind as you're wasting time fighting. There needs to be something on your end that's being done to actually make progress for your child. Okay, so even with changes that are not directly you, but they're someone in your household, someone that you take care of, getting involved and finding out what you can do about it instead of avoiding it. And try documenting these changes. Document changes in your life, even when they hurt, even when they're hard, through journaling, through vlogging. Vlogging has been one of the most beautiful things in my life. I'm so happy that I vlog so much of my life in terms of just my 20s and 30s, because when I started vlogging, vlogging was not popular. And I would be out with my video camera People would look at me like I was insane for years, for years. People were not used to it, but I'm so happy that I didn't care about what people thought and I did it anyway because now I have so much video footage of all of these remarkable times in my life, of depressing times of my life. I'm able to look back and say, wow, look at how far I've come. Look at what God did. I remember how I was feeling. I remember waking up every day in pain. I remember my heart feeling like it was literally broken. I remember this and I'm so happy that I talked about it and I shared it, not just for me, but for other people who were hating on me. Like, why is she sitting there crying over this guy? Right? People literally say that. I can't believe she's crying over this guy. Like how desperate. (laughs) I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not because that's where I was at the time. I was crying over the guy. I was super depressed and I thought that was going to be my husband. Okay. It was an awful time in my life. And guess what? We're now married with a baby and a beautiful, loving, happy marriage. So I am not ashamed about the fact that I vlogged that because it helped me to see the whole picture and it helped other people to see it. So even the most hurtful, challenging things, it is a blessing to be able to journal it, to vlog it to record it on a voice note, just have some record of it for yourself. And also just recognizing when the feelings come up in different situations and learning how to de-escalate yourself. Now, this is something that really does come through having a therapist and having a professional guide you through these techniques. Um, One of them is called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. But there are lots of different therapies depending on what you're dealing with where you can learn how to recognize what you're feeling and how to get yourself to kind of just bring it back down. But as you're revving up, you're like, okay, this is what's going on right now. I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable. I'm feeling a little bit anxious. What does that mean for me? I need to go outside and take a few breaths because I do not want to have a panic attack. Whatever it is that you need to do. Okay, if you're watching a movie and they're talking about something that really triggers you, you want to know, okay, I need a break. I need to pause it. Or I need to watch it in the morning and not at night or whatever it is that you need until you're able to move past that. And it's also so important that you try to reduce your stress 
through things like taking care of your body, you know, eating well. When you're going through a change, that brings a massive amount of stress. And stress is the worst thing that you can put your body through. Because when you're stressed out, it affects your blood, it affects your weight, it affects your skin. If you're trying to conceive, it will affect that. It can affect literally every single thing in your life when you're under stress. So learning how to manage your stress through all these things I talked about, but also with eating well, eating healthy, delicious food that nourishes your body, that gives your body a hug. And KFC and burgers are not going to give your body a hug. It may give your tongue a hug, but in terms of your body, that's not going to make you feel better. It's actually going to make you feel worse. So learning how to eat better drink some green juices drink some pineapple juices have some lemonade with some mint in it you know drink some spearmint tea things are just going to help you to feel more lifted instead of drinking a diet coke something that's going to literally be eating up your teeth and messing up your skin you don't need that you don't need it so try to focus on what you're putting in your body focus on prayer you know, focus on guarding your heart on the things that you consume. Stop watching trash TV, listening to gossip, going on gossip blogs. When you're already going through a hard time, you may feel like, well, at least if I look at what this rapper is doing, what this singer is doing, what happened to this person, I'm going to feel better. But you're not. You're not going to feel better seeing that someone is going through a divorce just because, you know, you're going through a divorce. If you're a person who loves people, you don't want anyone going through a divorce. You don't want anyone going through what you're going through. You wouldn't wish that on anyone. So why would you want to read about it? Why would you want to be in that? Read the comments about what people who are literally bored, immature, and hateful have to say about someone else's pain. You don't need that. Watch things that are going to make you laugh. They're going to make you travel mentally to another place that are going to bring you hope, inspiration. Listen to podcasts that are uplifting. Those that are usually centered in Christ are going to usually be uplifting. So listen to things that are Christ-filled. People that talk about God. People that talk about hope and love and beautiful things. And most of all, accepting the Lord's healing for your heart. The Lord wants to heal you. He wants you to hand over all of the parts of yourself that you've been hiding, all of the painful things that you think you can deal with on your own. He wants to take them from you. He wants to love on you. He wants to show you that he has good things, good things in store for you. He wants to give you understanding. Yes, we may not understand why everything happens the way it does, We may want answers. We may want what they call closure. And someone I listen to, who I love his content so much, but he calls it disclosure. He says, no, people don't want closure. They don't want closure. They want disclosure. They want to know why. They want to know the ins and outs of why it had to happen. And a lot of times we don't get disclosure. We don't get that. But sometimes God does show it to us. Usually it happens over time and over us allowing him to show it to us without deciding to be the judge on whether or not we thought we needed that. 
God has a perfect plan for our lives and seeking him is the only way to be filled. He wants to show you who he is, how he does things, why he does things. And most of all, he wants to comfort you and love you and heal you. There is so much more to your life, my love, than whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever it is you're suffering through. Your life is so beautiful. And I'm so sorry about whatever changes have happened that were devastating, that were unconceivable. I am sorry that you've had to go through this. But I just want you to know that you're not in it alone. That God loves you so much. That he is here to help you right now. That you have an assignment on your life. He created you for a specific reason. You're here on earth to manifest yourself, to give us what God put inside of you. And sometimes those hard changes is exactly what needs to kind of come out in order for you to step into your purpose, step into your assignment. For a lot of people, their assignment is actually within that pain, within that tragedy, within that change. That's what made them become an advocate for children with dyslexia, children with autism. It's because their daughter had it. And they wanted to help other moms to learn how to cope with it. Maybe you had parents who never cooked and you had fast food your entire life. And now you're 500 pounds, but you lost the weight. And now you create cookbooks and recipes for people who never had anyone teach them how to cook. Three-step recipes because of what you went through. These things are so hard, but God is so good. He loves you so much. And I pray that as you listen to this, that you're able to receive the love of God. I pray healing into your body. I pray healing into your life. I pray God's healing into every situation that you're dealing with. I pray that you get to know Jesus as your savior, as your healer, as your friend, as your support. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, who lives inside those who accept Jesus, I hope that he comforts you. I pray that he comforts you now and that he leads you into every single thing that is going to help you to heal from the change. I love each and every one of you so much and I thank you for listening to this. If you want to look for me online, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Michelle Daff and at the Dr. Daff Show. And of course, you can find me on YouTube at Dr. Michelle Daff. I hope that this series was helpful and healing to you. This is the last installment for now. If you have a topic that you want me to talk about, leave me a comment on my Instagram. You can also leave me a comment on this video on YouTube. You can message me on Instagram. You can leave a comment under this podcast if you're on spotify there's a way for you to respond so just let me know let me know because ultimately i'm here for you and my prayers that god allows me to have his wisdom to help you with whatever it is that you're going through in your life until next time my loves in all things you do make a feminine impression Bye bye